0: Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Sacred Space, in with Limit 102. My name is John Keely, and this beautiful Corpus Christi morning. Uh, the program today is taking a completely different slant in that I am conducting an interview with the newly ordained uh, deacon, uh, Deacon Paul Glennon, uh, who is from the Emmanuel community. And uh, early on during the week, I interviewed Paul. So Paul Glennon. Paul, thank you very much for joining us this morning. You're welcome. Um, I met Paul actually uh, a few months ago at this particular stage. I I, I went up to join Geraldine and some of the crew from Emmanuel up there in the Taller Shopping Centre. And they were doing some evangelization, a wonderful day we had there. And uh, I needed to find my way home. And there was Paul to show me which way to get back home. Thank you very much for that. So now you come all the way back and return the journey all the way back to Dublin to speak to us today about your journey to Diaconate and congratulations Uh, I I believe it was a Feast of the Ascension was it? It was yeah (laughs) It must have been some beautiful day So Paul just to start off um, tell us a small little bit about your family background you know school and that sort of stuff
1: Okay um, well I'm from a big family four brothers and four sisters sixth of nine and um, so my mother was very busy the housewife and my father had his own precast concrete business So we used to work with him any spare time. Um, School was a local national school and local secondary school. Uh, Dunmore, parish of Dunmore in North County, Galway. So um, everything was pretty standard. My mother was great with faith-wise, brought us to Mass, taught us to pray. So my dad didn't really, wasn't so... But it didn't practice really so we got it from our mother so I was, it was it was you know it was just never questioned for me it was I received it and um, it was something that was there in the daily life so um,
0: and so also like with your brothers and sisters too were they at the same sort of accepting the faith as well or maybe living the faith as strong maybe as your mother
1: yeah we all grew up with it now mm-hmm. it's I
0: suppose during secondary school
1: that's where uh, most of us drifted away or not drifted away but mm. you know you just we all went kind of
0: like so-so.
1: yeah mm. we there was none of us too too um, what shall I say too, too, too on fire or yeah, something yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so we were that just very later.
0: traditional Catholics basically yeah that came later yeah. so okay you continued on with school uh, you probably went to secondary school. Was it maybe in Toul, maybe or someplace? No, or, in Dunmore, in Dunmore. L- small vocation school. Yeah, I know Dunmore actually. Uh, Do y- you, yeah. you? didn't know that I was going to say this, but just <laughs> like my father was born in Dunmore, so I know Dunmore. Okay. Kind <laughs> of lovely place in County Galway. Yeah. So, um, you so you continued on your secondary school there in Dunmore, in, in Dunmore. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and the idea being then that you're going to. Set up and take a career for yourself at yeah, well, all of my older brothers and sisters,
1: none of them went on to further studies, but okay. we were the first. myself and my brother went through school together. Mm. He was a year older than me, mm. and we um I had no c- clear plan ahead. But I just knew I liked the practical subjects like metalwork, woodwork, things like that. I like that. So I applied mm. for a few things in Galway. Mm. Regional tech at the time It's GMIT now. Mm. And so I started mechanical engineering purely because of the practical right. side of it. But it was mm. I didn't realise what I was getting myself in for. It was really theory-based or a lot of books and theory. You
0: would have preferred the practical. Yeah, oh, yeah but okay. I kept
1: at it and I stuck at that and I actually went on and started a career in engineering basically from there
0: very good so you you're with that for a few years then in this particular I,
1: yeah i done thing. a roundabout way i done two years in Galway a year in Dublin and uh, two years in Scotland where I okay. finished a degree in engineering and then were you
0: actually employed at that you know, I went
1: on to my first job in engineering in Manchester okay. in England okay. uh, gas flow meters just working on design and so forth ok and um, I stayed there for a bit? Three years there, mm-hmm. and I just felt there was something missing. After all that study, I felt a bit down in the whole idea, because here I am, and I'm not happy with this job, yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I figured out that if I move home to Ireland, closer to family and friends, that, you know, that would bring... I mean, that's what I'm missing, that's yeah. what I
0: have thought. Paul, when you were away in Manchester... Did faith play a part of your yes that's yeah. uh,
1: that 's what I w- would like to say is um, mm. during my time in Scotland, that was a real culture change you know from mm. Ireland which was fairly Christian fairly Catholic for the most part mm. the, that was in the early 90s mm. um, Scotland was completely different very few were practicing it was you know there wasn 't was very little support mm. for my faith and um So for the first year, I was there for two and a half years. For the first year, I was kind of going to Mass, not going to Mass, Mm. kind of holding it fairly well. But the second year, I just, you know, I began to stop practicing Mm, mm. and I I went away from my faith, really. I kind of drifted off. And um, at that time, I didn't see the importance of my faith
0: you were young, you had a career, there were other things in front of you. Yeah, there you, was. you didn't have the supports like your mother or your parents. Yeah. Okay. And then you left Scotland, then, so did you that stage and then come into Manchester? I did, yeah. And the faith down there, the
1: same? Same, just. I. as When I was realising that engineering wasn't really mm-hmm. working for me. Hmm. I began to go back here and there to mass every now and then, okay. but I was, you know, I wasn't
0: you were close there, to my faith
1: really. Yeah. I was just dipping in and out.
0: But at least there was some little thread of connection there. There was
1: always oh, a connection, yeah.
0: Could have well have been your mother's prayers somewhere. Like that? as happens to all of our mothers.
1: Oh, definitely. Well, the
0: keep us, the keep us there was a keepers there.
1: Yeah, there was. There was definitely my mother's prayers. Those. Yeah, I also, um, I was going to speak about it earlier. Mm -hmm, um, When I was around five, very young, I think it was around five years of age, Mm -hmm. I used to serve Mass and I used to pray for all the people who died in the area. And I had a long list. And when I go to bed, it was just a natural thing I did. Nobody told me, my mother didn't tell me. But I suppose when you're at Mass... You're the every you know, the priest is praying for the dead, and you get you kind of in that's soaked in almost, and even at
0: that young age, yeah, okay.
1: And I got that I think it was a grace that I got to pray for the dead. And then later on, when I really reached rock bottom in a few places, it really struck me looking back that that, the prayers, not only my mother but those people I prayed for, I felt that that grace was coming to me again, you know, and that. What was uh, given a grace for me to pray for others? Uh-huh. That grace was uh, coming back round full circle again, and I was, I was pulled out of a few, you know, low places I got myself into, and
0: Isn't it great. Yeah, so it's you know that that reminds me a small little bit about about the 40 years in the desert which is actually the first reading this week isn't yes, it you know? yeah. and all the people were there thinking that the Lord wasn't but the Lord was with them all the time and he was there with you all the time too. Yeah, he was mm. so at present now so you're in Manchester is that right is that where we left the story yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so Manchester I moved back home mm. figuring that's closer to family friends back as in my own country I would, you know, discover this missing fulfillment and joy mm-hmm. of life, but it didn't really work out. In fact, being closer to friends led to a lot of heavy drinking at weekends, mm-hmm. you know, on this unhealthy mm-hmm. kind of yeah, yeah. going out and going yeah. to bars and bars and, whatever, yeah. mm-hmm. and clubs mm-hmm. and so forth. Mm-hmm. So that was a very tough time and the the alcohol didn't help the low times. It actually brought more low times on and went from great fun at the weekends and then the cold reality of going into work on the Monday morning, a job I didn't like
0: mm.
1: you know so it was, it was getting harder and harder to keep that going
0: and the prayer life at this particular stage oh
1: prayer life had gone for God, okay. uh, yeah years okay. Yeah. Okay. so I was say I graduated at 22 mm. towards the end of that period it was—I was I was 30
0: Okay, okay.
1: And, um, and seven
0: or eight years now. So eight
1: years of struggle. that kind yeah, of, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, and then what?
1: And then mm. I kind of, through um, a bad experience one day in Galway mm. on a night house, mm. I pulled back from just this frantic way of trying to search for something in life, and I said, mm-hmm. life is just mundane, it's not really, mm. it's just to be endured, basically. Mm-hmm. And... um the I gave up on life, stopped going out, pulled back, threw back mm-hmm. into my shell. Mm-hmm. But a friend at work, who I worked with fairly closely in, in Galway at the time, I was moved to a job there. And um, he said, come on. He could see that I wasn't happy. He could see I needed a shake. Yeah. So he said, come on. There's a big event going on at the weekend. It was a um, a charity event. 200 guys 200 girls kind of a singles ball okay. and he dragged me along to this and I met a wonderful person her name is anne and mm-hmm. she was very important to my journey back to God to f- rediscover my faith okay. and I just the way it worked out on the night was you sat at a table of 10 people uh, alternating guys and girls so you could meet okay. two ladies each side of you okay. and so forth and um, then after the first um the first the starter basically of the mm-hmm. meal you moved okay, onto the dance floor yeah, and you okay. mixed up and then you sh- went off to another table all all the guys kind of went whatever yeah. the girls remained seated and the second table I sat at I just seen this face of a, a girl who was beaming with joy and I was immediately attracted to her yes. so I sat down we had such a great conversation and the friend I was with was talking to her sister, so that
0: the two, yes, yeah, so the yeah. two, the two, yeah.
1: myself and Anne-Marie were talking for quite a while, and um, we started to go out. She was in Waterford, I was in Galway, so it was kind of a long yeah. distance. Yeah. But she began to talk to me about God and about her faith, and it was through her that I began. To, well, it was through her that she began to took at me to okay, come yeah, yeah. towards my faith again but mm. I was resisting it manfully and um, mm. I put up a good resistance till <laughs> yeah, yeah. finally about a few months later there was a big prayer event. Coincidentally in Maynooth, the National Charismatic Conference. Okay, this was yeah, yeah. this was two thousand and four.
0: Okay.
1: So I hadn't a clue what I was going to I had no idea all I knew it was over three days and I was I just liked this girl so much I said I would go
0: so the things we do for women (laughs) so there you go
1: I went to Lham and um, after the first day Mm. actually the first initial impressions was I was in a sports hall with a t- a thousand people praising God, hands mm. up. Yeah. I said, I've just reached the funny farm or something <laughs> planet Mars yes, yeah, yeah. because yeah. these guys are crazy. Cosmetics, yeah, But yeah, yet yeah. there was something about the people, the way I was welcomed by people who Amory knew or yeah. whom she spoke to and I just felt a warmth and I felt um I didn't feel like uh, anybody was questioning me are you in your faith or you know I just like I felt like a fraud being there in the first place but I just felt very warm people very nice people so that um, that made me feel very at peace with the whole thing even though I thought they were a bit mad um, so on the second night um, we we were discussing and through all the discussion yeah, yeah, between yeah, us yeah. we figured out that maybe we weren't meant to be together she was feeling she said this to me so this shocked me and I was upset and angry and I think that was I went back to my room that night and then for the first time in years I was praying but I was praying I was giving out to God I was giving God yeah, a good what yeah. for
0: after all I've done to you now and I, yeah, um, yeah. which was yeah, it wasn't yeah. a lot that last few right. years yeah, um, yeah. but
1: God was patient with me and he listened yeah. to me and I f- I remember that night going to bed I received peace that I couldn't explain but I remember thinking back on it definitely I received a peace even though I had been hurt from the earlier but um, I woke up at 6 o'clock this now was the Sunday morning the the last Mm. day of of this charismatic Mm. renewal conference and um, I jumped out of bed I knew I had to talk to somebody Mm -hmm. so and this was very unusual for me getting up at 6 o'clock on a (laughs) Sunday morning Yeah. And um, I went over to where she was staying, her room. Yeah. This was in the college campus accommodation, and her door was open. So we, we had a great chat, and I found myself just unloading all the things I'd carried around with me for years. And I just don't know, just that's what happened. And she listened, and and then we went for a long walk because we would all the time to burn until the things started oh, later on. Yeah and um, we just talked and I felt such a weight off my shoulders as I was saying all those things. All those things I felt guilty about so that was you know, those things they just clung were clinging to me.
0: But before but before you went to the charismatic weekend, you could never have done anything like that, could you? No, you, no. You could never have opened up. Something special happened on that Saturday and and, and again that peace that you got that particular night yes. it gave you the strength the courage to be able
1: to. Yes, and this was only the first half. Actually, what the real the real moment for me was later on,
0: mm-hmm.
1: was with Mass later on, and it was at Communion time, mm-hmm. and God incidences, or whatever you'd want to call it, mm-hmm. she was called off by somebody she knew to be an usher for the Holy Communion time of Holy Communion. Mm-hmm. So I was left alone. And in that moment alone, I just got down on my knees and I said, Lord, I'm really sorry for how I've lived this selfish life, so mm-hmm. forth, da de, da mm-hmm. And at that moment, I just felt a huge um, physical sensations up and down my body, mm-hmm. tingling, whatever you'd like to call it. I still find it hard to explain, but I just felt a huge, um, just a huge presence of love. And I remember thinking that wow God is alive he's there all the time he's mm-hmm. been there all the time and it was just tears of joy tears of you know the mercy of God the love of God and um just a great joy and um that was this. I just began from that point on then was it, it had its ups and downs but from that moment I knew God was there I knew God loved me he accepted me for who I was, yeah. and he wanted me, he, lo- he loved me and he wanted me to, to be happy, not to be stuck in that rush I was in for many years. And uh, that's when the adventure, adventure began, then, from there.
0: That's beautiful. But I was just thinking, as, as you were saying, like the previous week now, or the weeks before that, you would have been out with the boys and the parties and so on and so forth. The way the, the, way the Lord works... You ended up meeting this girl and then you went to the charismatics and then that this happened that particular weekend. And yes. And these graces is the only thing I can think of. Would you call them graces that you were given that particular weekend?
1: Oh yeah, huge amount of grace and grace coming from others, people's prayers, from you know, from the gratuity of God's love. Mm. I didn't deserve any of this, you know. And human logic would say, you
0: know <laughs> exactly. you deserve what you get. No you left there that weekend obviously full of the Lord, okay Yes. you come to work Monday morning were you the same guy as what you were?
1: No um, definitely not mm-hmm. I remember driving out of that car park in Maynooth, mm-hmm. I was praying and I was praising and I was praying the rosary in the car and I was I was just praying all the way down and I met I remember I, I shared a house with my sister we bought a house together mm-hmm. at the time and Another huge God incident was Mm -hmm. she was just coming out the door with her boyfriend and they were off going, doing something together. Mm -hmm. They were actually going for three days away somewhere. Mm -hmm. So I had three days alone in the house. But the first thing she said to me, the first thing she said when she looked at me, she stared at me with her eyes bulging and she said, What happened to you?
0: Yeah. Did you fall in love or something? That's yeah. exactly
1: her words. I remember them this day. And yeah, the answer was yes, I did fall in love with God, you yeah, know. Obviously did and um but she could tell. Yeah. Something had happened to me that she could actually see. Yeah. And it reminds me of Moses, you know, when he came down from the mountain or yeah. Yeah. you know, that mm-hmm. the people could see, or when Jesus came down, obviously something God had touched me so deeply that people uh, my sister who knew me well could see. And um so that was a great external uh, confirmation. It wasn't in my head yes. or anything, it was really something did happen.
0: Because from a human point of view this would have been you know, something hard to take in, I assume. You know, I mean you were never at a charismatic conference before. Yes. Three days afterwards and you're driving home from that praise and and, and praying yeah. the roads and so on in your car. You never dreamt this would have happened to you on the Friday night, and yet there you were on the Sunday night. Yeah. Now this wasn't a one-off thing for you, obviously, because you said you had three days in the house by yourself. No doubt you were.
1: Yes, um, it was a uh, three days of grace. I am. Um, Joy, I think, because mm-hmm. I, I used
0: to go to work
1: and people could see at work as well. I had a number of experiences. Yeah. Actually, one man who worked on a, a machine making parts you know, these metal parts for yeah. the company I was working with. But he, I was walking down, I used to walk from my office past him down to the area I used to oversee and mm-hmm. work w- with the guys down there. But mm. he called me over that morning, one of the mornings of those three days, and he said. Come here, come here, a minute. Yeah. And he said to me um, there's something different about you. You usually in a big hurry and you're you're all serious in a big hurry yeah. walking by me. And now you're taking your time. You look very peaceful. What happened? <laughs> so he could see it, you know. So I was getting these affirmations yes. something and and I could feel it. I could feel in my actually a like a warm feeling. I actually had a like electricity in my hair for those three days i had a warm sensation in my in my chest you know these physical things those three days were just you know they they were special
0: it just reminds me a small little bit of paul you know and paul getting hit on the way to damascus mm. you know I and mean, he must have maybe had this bit of experience himself too did you tell anybody about this by the way oh yeah uh-huh. i was I was evangelizing my workmates (laughs) um,
1: from having no faith to, or very little faith to, I was telling my friends about this, the people at work, and like, I'm a very shy, by nature shy, Mm -hmm. retiring, I like to hide, and here I am now, you know, and I was there with people and telling about God, and you know, it was... It was those three days where I was really sharing. It got more difficult afterwards when I started to come down to earth more, but um, those three days were very strong, very powerful. And, yeah, it was a gradual process after that. I came down from the cloud after those three days, and it was was more, um, it began to be, you know, I had my ups and downs then with the faith and trying to discover them up the Lord calling me trying to discover my faith again I suppose and
0: And again did you sort of join any group of people or a prayer group or
1: Um, I started to look around Galway then for a parish Mm. my local parish wasn't so alive I Mm. looked at other places and I began to visit a, a place a parish not too far away and I began to go into adoration I'd heard about adoration from actually I met the Emmanuel community a month after this experience Mm -hmm. and began to hear of adoration so Mm -hmm. I began to go in for five or ten minutes and I used to say to myself what's the big deal about adoration you know Mm -hmm. you just sit there and there's nothing happening Mm -hmm. but um, for some reason I I don't know why really I just kept dropping in for the ten minutes because it was between me um, my work and home. Anyway, okay. So I mm. began to drop in for ten minutes, and sometimes it, it was such a struggle. Mm. Um, but the ten minutes began to expand, and um, and Beautiful. that's it. Yeah. Just.
0: How did you meet the Emmanuel community?
1: So the Emmanuel community, I met. I actually picked up, or I was given a flyer. Mm-hmm. by a manual community member for an event in Dublin
0: mm-hmm.
1: called um, oh what was the name of it again something to do with love and there was a pair of lips on the, the flyer to say where's okay. the love that was it okay. and I remember the flyer to this day and at the charismatic renewal conference they so were handing them out okay. so I took one and it it just stayed with me mm-hmm. and so I got on to Anne-Marie the girl that had dragged me to this charismatic renewal and I said look <laughs> Come on, we're going to this. (laughs) So I dragged Uh, her along uh, to that. uh, And um, we had a great time. It was, um, I think, three or four days. It was a youth uh, forum. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was 35 young people. That's what I really was searching for. Other young people, youngish, you know. Yes, yes. I was 31 at the time. Just turned 31. So I was looking for people my own age. Which I was finding hard to find in the parish scene in Galway.
0: Okay, so I mean, obviously, this again was a bit of affirmation again that you were able to meet a group of your own age. Yes, and they were living their faith and, sharing their, and sharing their faith. Yeah, and they were joy, They were joyful about it, and they didn't have a problem with it. And.
1: Yeah, they were singing and all that singing, and mm-hmm. I'm still warming up to the singing, maybe, but you know, it's <laughs> okay. the joyful praises. Yeah. I was beginning to warm up to that, and um, now I wasn't immediately drawn to the Emmanuel community. I thought I was guarded at first, you know. Yeah community it sounded strange to me because uh-huh. from rural uh-huh. Galway rural Ireland yeah. we just had our parish and there was no need for any yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, you know yeah, yeah, funny yeah.
1: communities or <laughs>
0: yeah. um, strange
1: yeah. movements or whatever so yeah. I was a bit guarded and yeah. there were young people it was up in Dublin but I was going back to Galway okay. so it was a long way from, from the Emmanuel community or from anyone in the community mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I, they stayed in touch with me sending me emails every now and then. And so as I was working as an engineer still, but discovering my faith through parish life, through different things, one of the Muslim community, and they invited me to the World Youth Day in Cologne in 2005. And that was a very important um, step on the, the road. That was one of two very important steps. The first year after that, Um, conversion back to my faith. The other one was Pope John Paul dying because I was going through quite a tough time at that stage. I was doubting all that had happened. Mm -hmm. I was beginning to really just, you know, am I crazy? Have I lost my mind here? I'm talking about God to people and, you know. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: um, then Pope John Paul died and I don't know why. It just I received a huge grace of just... I was just so touched by the whole everything that happened Mm. the whole conclave that time and Pope Benedict being elected and um, and I was just received a huge confirmation or a huge um, fortification in my Mm -hmm. faith if you know what I mean so so that that step and then when I was invited to Cologne I just knew I wanted to go and I was going to go with the Emmanuel community they were leading a group and um, that was just a very special time as
0: well. Well, I want to hear about that very special time, but I have to go for a break. So have you got a bit of music for us to play, please? And, and then we'll continue on with the, with the conversation after that.
1: Yes, this is one of my favourites. It's called I Long to Sing of Your Love.
0: Let's hear this
2: song. <laughs> To sing of Your love, O Lord, each moment of my life. I want to dance for You, sing for joy, and glorify Your name. I long to sing of Your love. Sacred Space
0: on West Limerick 102. And welcome back again to part three of Sacred Space and thank you indeed for joining us this morning. Speaking with Paul Glennon, he's telling us his story, and he's just about to tell us of something about to happen in Cologne Well, World Youth Day, that right? That's right, uh, Okay, tell us about that.
1: It was back in two thousand and five. Mm-hmm. So I just I knew I had to go and on the run up to this to this time or that Cologne basically I was told I'd be made redundant Mm. earlier on in the year so um, I had a mortgage at the time so it was a worry and my sister was saying Mm. we were halves in the house Come mm-hmm. on, you have to get going and get another job. Mm-hmm. The last thing I wanted to do was another engineering job. So I was begging the Lord, help me here. I want to do something more in line with my faith. So, but I was getting no answers right through the year. Mm-hmm. So this was earlier on in the year, I heard this news. And so coming up to the summer, I um, I signed on to go with the manicure Institute Cologne mm-hmm. with this huge thing of what am I going to do my job's coming to an end I need Mm. money pay for a mortgage Mm. and I was supposed to the job was supposed to finish in April Mm. they pushed it back to the summer they pushed it back then after the World Youth Day so I went to World Youth Day Mm. and it was such a fabulous experience and anyone that's been to World Youth Day will tell you about the witness of so many young people Mm. just sharing their faith and just actively you know, practicing their faith—it's just mm-hmm. there's a huge power in the the the, the amount of the, just the gathering of mm-hmm. young people mm-hmm. in such huge numbers um, around the bishops, around the Pope—it's it's just powerful. Mm-hmm. And um, I just had a strong experience. And one day it was in. The Rhine Energy Stadium, it's the big stadium in Cologne, Mm -hmm. the arrival of the Pope into Cologne on the boat on the river. I remember it. Yes, we couldn't, problem with the public transport, we couldn't make, get in to where he was arriving. So we went to this Rhine Energy Stadium. Mm -hmm. It was half empty Mm -hmm. because most people were in at the (laughs) riverside. But there, I met a priest called Father Thierry Calcajé from France, Manual Community. But I was—he was been a good mm-hmm. pastor. He spotted me and he said, um, "Now, what are you doing, Paul?" And he must have listened to me as long as the listeners are listening mm-hmm. to me now. And. Um, at the end of it all, he just looked at me and his eyes wide open. He said, you've got to do the School of Mission in Rome. Hey, man. And I said, what's that? Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, the, it's called the ESM, the Emmanuel School of Mission. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's, a, it's um, a program run over nine months, an academic year. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, oh, you've got to do that. And as soon as he said it, I knew in my heart that's what was that was mm-hmm. the answer to the mm-hmm. prayers that was what I was meant to do mm. and um, I had no idea really what it involved thank God because mm. if I did I probably wouldn't have gone because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm shy I didn't mm. but it meant it meant coming out of my shell mm. and um, so I went back to to back home after Cologne mm. with this great news I was leaving everything and going off to Rome for nine months and and um, and I told my work that it starts in October, and they said, no, we need it till November. So mm-hmm. again, I was begging the Lord, and and um, he answered my prayers. Not only did he let me go in October, I finished in October, but he gave me redundancy money that more than handsomely paid the mortgage for the year. So okay. if God answers, yeah, he wow. answers. yes, yes, and he does, yes. So there I was, the adventure, as I said earlier. Mm-hmm. This was unbelievable for me. Not alone did I find a way to change from engineering, mm-hmm. but I had. I had gone out to a different country, I'd gone out to Rome. It was completely unthinkable for me, it was way outside my imagination. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it was just so God, God was in control, He was leading me on a great adventure, and I was very lucky to have that year in Rome. Um, in living in community, 10 guys, 10 girls, mm-hmm. I think we were 13 countries, 13 nationalities. Mm-hmm. Just a fabulous year, learning about my faith, going on mission with these all these young, vibrant people, Catholics, great talents, just eager to share the love of God, speak about Jesus. To total strangers on the streets, I was just... I was just coming out of myself, you know, the Mm -hmm. Lord was really Mm opening me up like a flower, and I was just growing and growing. Now, it wasn't all plain sailing. Mm It was a lot of dying to my old self and my old habits of Mm -hmm. turning into Mm -hmm. myself and Mm -hmm. coming out in front of others, but Mm -hmm. the Lord gave me the grace I needed, and it was just a real lovely year. And before going out there even, telling my family, telling the people I work with, telling people who knew me that I was going to Rome, you know, it was just... A powerful witness to everybody, and uh,
0: and how long? How long was uh, was this after the charismatic experience? Was there a number of years now. Uh,
1: this was uh, one year, basically the summer of two thousand and four. Yeah, yeah. The charismatic, the big yeah, experience yeah, yeah. of God's and love for me. And then the
0: following me. October, then
1: yeah, it was the following yeah. August was the the Cologne, Cologne, mm-hmm. and then October. I oh. within two months of two months of Cologne I was in Rome wow. having finished job and
0: so you knew you'd be here for a year in this year of uh, the year of uh, School of Mission, mission. ESM and did you have an idea what you might do after that
1: no idea whatsoever um, and that was a great struggle for me because mm. I like to know exactly what I'm doing plan mm. ahead mm. have mm. everything nice and Mm-mm. comfortable and planned and so forth so I had no idea what I wanted to do, and again, I was praying, and I'm sure there was many people praying for me as Mm -hmm. well, and um, so my brother was building a house at the time, so I I came back from Rome, and I I, um, I started to work with him on Mm -hmm. building his house, and the question of priesthood came up during that year in Rome and uh, one of the events during the year in Rome was Pentecost
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and obviously a great event of the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. the brothers and sisters or the my my brothers and sisters during that year Mm -hmm. in the Emmanuel community prayed for me for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit and I could I, I discovered that what I'd received the year before in Maynooth in, in, in the mm-hmm. Charismatic Renewal Conference was an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And although I didn't feel a big mm-hmm. event the second time, during that prayer for me, where they just they just got, we gathered around each other and prayed for each other. During my when they were praying for me, I received the Word um, Luke twenty two, the words of consecration. Um, this is my body, this is my blood, this is a memory of me. And um, I thought nothing of it. I hardly mm-hmm. prayed with all the, I uh, mm-hmm. received a few scriptures, I hardly prayed with them. But a month later, one of the girls said to me, um, and she's from Australia, mm-hmm. she just looked at me and said, that was a bit of a call to the priesthood, Paul, do you think, last month mm-hmm. remember you received it? And I went, well was it mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. it really struck me when she said it but oh, I yeah. never so that yeah. idea began to grow
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I went home to work with my brother um, on the house mm-hmm. he was building and the idea of priesthood was was there but I wasn't ready mm-hmm. and yeah. so the 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 whole thing I was I wasn't ready to go forward with it. I wasn't ready to tell people I was thinking Mm-mm. of priesthood or i was I had no peace about it i was should i shouldn't i Mm-mm. what's going on here lord Mm-mm. help me and and the 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 day after the deadline to to make a step for the discernment year. There was a discernment year in Belgium with the Emmanuel Community for a priesthood. The day after the deadline had passed, I received a call from the head of the Emmanuel Community in Ireland to say, "Would you be would I would I work with the young people? Be responsible for any youth initiatives for the Emmanuel Community in Ireland?" Mm. So. It was an immediate confirmation for me that I felt the Lord wanted me in Ireland to mm-hmm. lear- to use what I'd learned and experienced in the school in Rome yeah. mm-hmm. for the benefit of family, friends, for the community in Ireland, and and that's what happened. I all that I'd learned, all that I'd experienced. I was sharing my faith, all Mm -hmm. those experiences with people around me. And I was doing that service with the youth in the Emmanuel community. I made the first step of welcome and discernment into the community at that time, after returning. Mm -hmm. So it all began in my journey with the Emmanuel community in Ireland that summer after returning from Rome.
0: So what, you stayed with that now for about a year, was it, or...?
1: Yeah, that was 2006, Mm -hmm. so I I think it was, um, yeah, two years, I think I was doing that, Mm -hmm. or two years, Mm -hmm. and I started to work as an engineer again, Mm -hmm. and once I started working as an engineer, I thought, well, maybe marriage is is a path for me as well, Mm -hmm. even though that question of priesthood is there, Mm -hmm. and I applied for a job in Galway with um, a company that's I didn't even get an interview for a few mm. years before that mm. when I was trying to move back to Galway. And when I applied this time around, within the same day, they'd rang me back and said, you got the job. Wow! <laughs> so I really felt the Lord was in it. Mm. And I felt, oh, I'm working now. Maybe mm. I can put the priesthood idea behind <laughs> yeah, me yeah, and yeah. move on. And maybe marriage mm. might be. Mm. So I I began to... Just journeying my faith, I, um, I joined a, um, a prayer group, youth prayer group uh, run by Youth 2000 in Galway, and they, that helped me a lot. Just to mm. journey and to settle down at home, live my faith life, just to, yeah, to become... I had a big, ex- strong experience for a year, mm. and it was to find my feet again because mm. such a strong experience, such a, a wonderful year away, mm. But the Lord wanted me now to settle down and to to become what He wanted me to do in Ireland mm-hmm. or mm. to live so and that took a while, mm. um, so working with my brother and then as an engineer in Galway, the, I began to just began to daily work up my faith and and discover it again and set roots to it
0: so you stayed in Galway for
1: I stayed in Galway then it was in two thousand and seven. I'd returned in 2006, mm-hmm. I began working in 2007, mm-hmm. early ish mm-hmm. as an engineer, and I think it was later on that year, I think it was, where the question of priesthood came back, very strong, mm-hmm. from a, v- a very surprising source.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: One day, um, in the company I was working with, they, they hired in a life coach, okay. and she was younger than me, a young woman, mm-hmm. she was setting out her own business mm-hmm. coaching people yeah. and mm-hmm. she was advising people on if you're not happy in your job well then you should move on mm-hmm. if you are happy in your job then try to help people to become better at their job mm-hmm. what's making you your, what's making you tick sort of thing so
2: mm-hmm.
1: so when I in my interview with her one on one I said to her and I thought she was going to laugh at me you know I had this vision in my mind of her laughing at me mm-hmm. but I said well, have thoughts of priesthood. Mm. And she didn't bat an eyelid, she just stared, kept the staring at me and she just mm. said, what's the next step? Mm. And that was a very important moment because it meant I have to bring it out of my imagination yes. yeah. and make it concrete. Mm. And, and I was shocked when she said that, it put mm. me on the spot because I, to be honest, I didn't know what the next step oh. was. Concrete oh. step. Mm. And and that was powerful. I really felt the Lord in that. So yes, that's that, yeah. then I made mm-hmm. the first step of applying for the discernment year,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which I felt I needed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Number one to be a priest with the manual, priest with the manual or diocesan priest, mm-hmm. but there are also. The, they're members of the Emmanuel community, mm-hmm. and to be priest of Emmanuel, you you needed to do this discernment year to discern priesthood, but also Emmanuel community and how those link together. Mm-hmm. So it was an important year, and it was important for me to get away for another again nine months mm-hmm. to to take time away from work, from family, mm-hmm. and to go deeper with the whole idea.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, through that year, I was. After that year, I was ready then to apply for Maynooth. well, up till then i wasn 't ready, and i couldn 't have taken it on. But the Lord worked with me, and He brought me through mm-hmm. that year and I learned a language as well, which is something I tried to do before I learned French, and mm-hmm. that was another huge gift. I always had that that um, desire to learn a language mm-hmm. and suddenly when i 'm journeying with the Lord, suddenly I get that present nine mm-hmm. months not that I'm great at French but at least I can speak it.
0: you know what I think now we might do at this moment is I, I might just take a break and have another little bit of music um, what's the next piece of music you've got lined up there, please for
1: um, we sing for Jesus Delight
0: let's sing this one. give you a break
2: You see for Jesus the light, He conquers darkness, the Luce de Cristo Jesus. We sing for Jesus the light, He conquers the darkness, The Luce decrees, Lord Jesus. sing for Jesus the darkness. We sing for Jesus the light. The sing for Sacred space on West Limerick 102.
0: Welcome back again to Sacred Space. My name is John Keeley, continuing on this wonderful story with Paul Brennan as he, the Lord is speaking to him in so many different ways. So at this particular stage of the story, uh, Paul, I believe at uh, the, the last I went for a break, you had just entered this year of discernment. Yes. What's that all about? What happens there?
1: Well, that was just to allow space for each man, there was um, 17 of us there, each man to come apart, come away and to spend time,
0: Mm.
1: prayer, those spirituality courses in spirituality, theology, just basic courses, but the main idea was to come apart Mm -mm. and um, just to go deeper with the question of priesthood
0: and time you needed time I suppose
1: yeah time time. and away from family and the link with uh, the Emmanuel community as well Mm -hmm. so I was basically discerning two questions priesthood and the Emmanuel community if priesthood yes is it with the Emmanuel community Mm -hmm. because a Dawson priest the priest and Emmanuel are Dawson but there's a Is an interesting aspect of community life there Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So that's, it's important to discern that well, which I did before going on to Maynooth.
0: So you stayed there for a year? Yes. And then? Then I came back and
1: I applied, not for my home diocese, which is Mm Tume, but for Dublin because it's more central for the, Emmanuel Community, they okay, yeah. more central for the life of the community, for the different evangelization
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, uh, projects we have, so mm-hmm. forth. So, I I felt the Lord calling me to that, to Dublin, to commit to Dublin, because um, mm-hmm. I had I had a strong mm. a strong desire to or draw to the Emmanuel Community also. Mm-hmm. So to keep both of those, the priesthood and the Emmanuel Community. Together, and that was in Dublin.
0: And of course, the Lord arranged that too. You were able to, to do both in Dublin. Yes. So then you entered. You you applied to enter Menus, was it? Yes, mm-hmm. applied to enter,
1: um, and I was accepted. Mm-hmm. And uh, I spent five years there to to this to date, mm-hmm. and I have another year to finish my degree in theology. <laughs>
0: But really the important year, you would say, was the discernment year. Was that right? Was that the year when you're kind of, yeah, this is what I want to do?
1: It was important, but each year I think has had its important moments. But during mm-hmm. that year of discernment, I spent a month in a, in a uh, retirement home run by the poor, the Sisters of the Poor. Mm-hmm. And um, they've two houses in Dublin, but I spent mine in Brussels. Mm-mm. But I remember one day the priest, it was, uh, they had the sacrament of um, the anointing of mm-hmm. the sick in the church. And I was assisting the priest, I was carrying the oils. Mm-hmm. And I was so close by the side of the priest before the, the person. Mm-hmm. And that was a very powerful moment. I could see something was really happening. Mm-hmm. I could see tears in some of the. the person's faces mm-hmm. like see the priest was moved at times and I just felt such a powerful mm-hmm. presence of the Lord and I, I I just felt Jesus saying to me do you want to be my hands mm-hmm. to go to others okay. to be my hands for others and um, my answer was yes mm-hmm. and that during that discernment year gave me the the courage as well to go and go home again and to say to all family and friends I'm going forward for the priesthood I'm going to go to Minute.
0: beautiful uh, which I did yeah so you spent five years in Minut
1: uh, five years done to date yeah and I have one more year to do
0: and so you were ordained uh, Deacon an Ascension Sunday this year
1: this year yeah first of June yeah
0: Paul what I want to do with this day is if it's okay with you that's a wonderful story but it might grab you back again some other time Yes. And we might talk maybe from from time in Menouz through to your Danakinite, and through your further experiences with Emmanuel. Would that be okay? That'd be fine. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm only allowed a certain amount of time, and I want to keep, keep. I want to keep keep what I can as much as I can within the time to make sure that the program goes out. So let's look. I'll have to leave the program at that this morning. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Um. Final piece of music, Paul, to finish up the program, please? Yeah, um, pour out your blessings. That's a beautiful one. You might join us again sometime, you will? Know? I will, of course. I'd be glad to. God bless you all now. and God we'll, bless We'll see you again next week. God bless you now. Bye. Bye.
2: Sacred Space on West Limerick 102.